0: you for tuning in to The Ilona Effect. This show is a one-on-one interview with a woman who spent a majority of her life as a heroin addict. We will discuss the strong grips of addiction and how it affected her relationships with family, marriage, work, and all other aspects of her life. This show, however, will have a very profound twist. Our subject will be interviewed by her estranged son, the son who was abandoned as an infant and left for her parents to raise. She was only 16 years old when he was born, and for the past 49 years, they have not had any sort of real relationship. They have only spoken a handful of times over the last 15 years. Ilona and her son have agreed to come together so he could ask her all the questions he needs answers to to fill in the holes of his childhood, to learn about all the family secrets that were kept from him. His mother has agreed to tell the complete and honest truth, no matter how hard it will be to hear and they have both agreed to let us record their conversations and share them with you. This show also has one more twist, and that twist is that I am her son. Hello, everybody. My name is Jason Weitzel. I want to thank you for tuning in to this show. It's not even a show. It's an interview. It is an interview that I'm going to do with my biological mother. I have not had a relationship with her never lived with her. The relationship we had was very, very minimal. We would see each other at holidays or birthdays, other events where family would gather or friends would gather. Growing up, I didn't have a mother and I did not have a father in the house. I was left with my grandmother and grandfather my mother's parents. I don't have a lot of memories from being a newborn till probably four or five years old. Uh, When I started kindergarten is when I have memories that I can recall now. So growing up, I grew up with my grandparents and I always had lots of questions. I never knew who my father was. And throughout my life, I thought Maybe I should write a book, document the things about my life, but there was always this missing piece and there were so many questions that I needed answers to, and there were so many family secrets that I had no clue about until later in life, and some of those are going to come out in these interviews. So let's see, the background would be, I was born. In 1971 in Sacramento, California, my mother was pregnant with me when she was 15 years old. So that would be around speculating July of 1970. I was born in May of 1971. She had turned 16 at that point. So this show or this, I don't know what we're going to call it. It's not a show. It is an interview. It is podcast technically, but it is a, I guess, a live ongoing therapy slash counseling session, one-on-one with my mother and myself. And if that turns into something else later on, then so be it. My mom, early on, struggled with alcohol and drug addiction, which turned into, uh, later on, into heroin addiction. Over the last 15 years, I have seen and spoken to my mother approximately three times. The first one was when her sister, Ruby, my aunt was sick and was diagnosed with cancer. I saw her a few times at my aunt's house uh, when we were figuring out how to take care of her. The second time was not too long after that. We had moved my aunt into our house to take care of her and where she, when she passed away, my mother And one of my sisters came to visit. And then the third time would have been maybe a couple of years after that, when my sister Angela got married and we were all together at that point. So needless to say, we don't, or haven't seen each other that much throughout my life, let alone the last 15 years. It's been very minimal. Up until recently, my mother got onto social media and was friends with my sisters and got in contact with me through Facebook and Messenger, and I was, I don't want to say leery, but I was reluctant to engage just after such a long time of not having contact or any sort of real relationship. And and then in the past, there was some some rough times. So I was reluctant, but I didn't want to be rude, and this was still my mother. And I guess for me, family is family regardless. And like I had said earlier, I think I said earlier, um, I had been thinking about trying to document my life and things that had gone on and, you know, growing up in in the family and in the way that I did, I thought maybe someday I'll write a book. and But there were so many things that I didn't know. And there's so many holes that I needed answers to to fill in and Early on, I always thought, well, maybe at some point, you know, I can talk to my mom and interview her and ask her questions about her childhood and what happened. And I just, I need an understanding of all the things that happened that I don't, that I'm not aware of up until I was a teenager. And I could start to understand a few things, but there were so many family secrets that I had no, I still have no clue until we get into this a little bit further of what really happened. And one of the biggest ones is not knowing who my father was. And I I didn't know, I didn't even know a name until I was 21. And at that point, my mom gave me a name. I looked it up. It was a very, very generic name, John Davis. And it's like, there's thousands of John Davises in the world. So how in the world am I going to find him? But she did tell me where he went to high school. So I had the opportunity to look through yearbooks at the high school. And I did come across that name. And it was it was a lead that led nowhere and not until probably about 8 years ago on facebook i thought i'm going to do i'm going to do one last ditch effort to see if anybody out in the facebook world knows the name of john davis who went to the high school that i actually went to as well and i kid you not i sent it out i sent a picture from the yearbook a big long explanation of what I was doing and searching and wasn't expecting anything. All I wanted to do was rule out that this man was or was not my biological father. So I sent it out into the Facebook universe and within two hours, if not sooner, I had two replies from friends I went to high school with who had information of the name and Uh, siblings' names and this gentleman's um, children's names. So I continued down the path of the names that were given to me and lo and behold, I found my brothers from my biological father, all within hours of making a request on Facebook. And this had been something that I had been doing since I was 21. So let's call that 20 years. I didn't look hard all the time. Uh, The technology wasn't the same back then, and the name was so generic. And the truth was I didn't even know if that was the real name because at one point I remember my mother said, I just told you a name to pacify you that wasn't even his real name. So there were so many years where all I had was a lead of a name that probably wasn't even real this is one of the bigger parts of the question and the, the secrets I want to find out about. And also throughout this, I wanna understand who my mother is and what she went through and why she made the decisions she did. And I've got tons and tons of questions. I've got pages of questions that aren't gonna be easy to ask and aren't gonna be easy to hear the answer to in some cases, I'm going to assume. So now that I'm saying this out loud, I found my biological father on Facebook and now I'm connecting with my mother on Facebook. So this isn't an ad for Facebook, but for me, it has really helped me find my family, which go figure. I don't know if that was the point of it, but it's absolutely did those things, so. Anyway, so to get back to my mother reaching out to me on Facebook, I mentioned to her after a few months of messaging here and there and her asking questions and sending pictures and whatnot, I told her that I was thinking about writing a book or memoirs or whatever you want to call it. And it would be awesome to interview her to have tons of answers, tons of questions answered and to figure out what my life was and what her life was. And she said that she had been writing her own journal and memoirs, and she would love to do that. I thought, great, I will meet up with her and I'm going to ask her every single question and memory that I can think of and remember and go from there. And then I thought, well, I might as well record it because it'll make it easier. And then I thought, well, what if we just record it, make it into a series of interviews that, you know, we post as podcasts and maybe other people who are going through the same thing can benefit from and, you know, learn from, and who knows? I have no idea. This isn't what I do. I'm not a journalist. I am not a recording engineer. I'm just a guy who didn't know his mom and dad growing up and now has the opportunity to fill in those gaps with answers, hopefully. So we decided I'm going to drive down to Vallejo, hour or so drive, 100 miles from where I live. And I took my computer, took a microphone, set it up inside my mom's bedroom that she rents in a rough part of Vallejo, so I sat the microphone on a small little table in between two Lazy Boy chairs and just hit record and started talking. This is part of the first interview. Here we go. I guess we can just start from the beginning.
1: Wherever you want. Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, there's obviously, there's a lot of stuff (laughs) as far as my life and your life and similarities. You know, I was thinking you grew up with grandma and grandpa, and then so did I. So it's like we have these similarities. Right. I want to know, since I didn't get to grow up with you, all the things that I would have known if we lived together. And I have got tons and tons of questions and stuff that at some point... I mean this is gonna take a long right, a long right. time.
1: That's okay. I have a lot of time. <laughs> like
0: months probably. <laughs> so we can discuss them as we go and, and talk about them. But actually I wanna get my notebook so I don't forget. But I think the best way to do it is is to start like with you as a kid and <laughs> like what are your earliest memories as a kid and
1: Okay. My earliest memory was that we were living in this white house on Franklin Boulevard in South Sacramento. And there was uh, chickens and and ducks, I believe, in the backyard. And grandpa was working for the county and grandma was staying at home.
0: And that's your mom and dad?
1: Yes, my mom and dad and um grandpa had his 1955 chevy bel air which was like everybody wanted one and very few had them and um it had a jet as the hood ornament on the car and it was bright yellow and i was so proud of that car so was he so anyway um and i remember that um it was weird because it was like you know i was probably about Three years old and it was like I can remember that day feeling like I just woke up you know and that's what I remembered started remembering yeah and um on the weekends grandpa would cook uh pancakes and they'd always be burnt on the outside and raw on the inside and uh yeah
0: so what year would that be
1: I'd say that was be probably about let's see maybe 1957.
0: Okay. So what year were you born?
1: 1954. So you were 3.
0: Mm-hmm. How old were you when let's go back even further. Okay. When you were born, mm-hmm. that was in Germany, right? Right. Okay. Frank- Do you know any details of Germany and
1: Well, all I know is, um, I was born on Frankfurt on Maine, um, hospital on the army base. And even though I was born in Germany, since I was born on the army base, I was an American citizen Okay. because of grandpa. And I know I was a great big baby and, uh, grandma told me that, um, The nurses used used to pair up the boys and the girls by their weight. Uh And there wasn't one big enough to pair with me. (laughs) See where my insecurity about weight got
0: From day one.
1: Nice. And another thing she told me is that it was my fault she had to have false teeth because she had to... She was... I made her eat so much, she was so hungry all the time, she ate so much, around are Really? <laughs> so that was my fault too.
0: <laughs> so that's 1954. Right. In Germany, in Frankfurt, at mm-hmm. an American army base.
1: Right. Frankfurt on main army base, yeah.
0: Do you have any memories or memories of grandma or grandpa telling you things about Germany before they moved here?
1: You mean from when we were back there?
0: Yeah. Like, did they tell you stories of when you were a little kid that you don't remember? No. Uh No?
1: Nothing ever was talked about. Nothing?
0: Nothing. (laughs) Okay. So, how old were you or what year was it? when you guys moved or came to America?
1: You know what? That's somewhere in my genealogy because grandma's naturalization papers are in there.
0: Well, we can look those up at some other time to get details, but... um, but...
1: I think it was probably like 1955, 1956, around in there. We came to um, Ellis Island, New York, and then we moved to, um, we were in the state, I think it was Washington DC for a while, because I remember there being some pictures. And um, then we came to Sacramento and that was the first home I remember there on Franklin Boulevard.
0: My grandmother's name is Ruth. Right. That's your mom. Right. She was born in Germany, like born and raised there. Correct. right? Correct. And then grandpa, Carl or Carlos Mm -hmm. Leroy Weitzel. He was from Nebraska, if I remember correctly. Yes. And then he was there, obviously in the Army. Right. Did they ever say how they met, like their relationship at all? No,
1: they never told me anything. But what I assume from pictures I had seen is they were... Like, I've seen pictures where they're, like, out partying. <laughs>
0: yeah, I've seen a picture where it looks like they're at a bar. Right. Or right. a restaurant, and they're at a table with other...
1: People with beer bottles yeah. and stuff. Yeah.
0: I've, I've seen one picture, so that's that's yeah, all that that's I know. that's
1: probably the same one I've seen.
0: Yeah. Did Grandma ever tell you stories about her childhood?
1: The only thing I really remember about her telling me about her childhood was that, I mean, nothing, nothing about her father, Emil. Um, And the only thing she really told me about um, her mother, my grandmother, Augusta, was that sometimes they would um, sleep together in the bed and they would spoon each other like you know how spoons in mm. a drawer go and I remember that sometimes me and grandma would do that too but I remember her telling me about hmm. that
0: did she because I'm, I'm trying to remember she, I feel like she told me that she used to like sew the uniforms for... she
1: sewed uniforms for um, Hitler's army
0: do you know if she was like were they forced yeah. to do that okay. yeah yeah and her mom was Augusta.
1: Augusta.
0: Grandma Ruth's sister. Margaret. She had a daughter, Birgit, mm-hmm. which was your cousin.
1: Mm-hmm. With Heinz Schatz. That's right. Her husband was Heinz Schatz. And I got
0: to meet them when I went. When I went there. Oh, did you? We stayed at their house for oh. probably a week.
1: Were they in Wahlberg?
0: I don't remember.
1: Oh. Probably. That's where I stayed when I went with Grandma, at their house in Wahlberg.
0: If they lived in the same place forever, then it was where we went.
1: Did they live close to where um, Grandma Augusta's house was? Did they take you by to see it? I'm sure they did.
0: It was such a long... I don't remember a lot, because that was... I guess that was the summer of eighth grade, my eighth grade summer before I went to high school. So... There's certain things I remember clearly, but there are some that I didn't really, as a kid, probably didn't even care. Yeah. But I do remember we went to different places. Right. So I'm, or, yeah. I'm assuming we probably did that.
1: Well, I'm sure you saw that house. It was beautiful. Was it a
0: big one? It was
1: great, big. I have pictures of it. Okay. Yeah.
0: I We must have gone there then. Yeah. Because I remember...
1: And the um, Rhine River... Yep. Ran right, like, yeah. cr- across the street from our house. And then there was a bridge crossing the Rhine that went into um, downtown Wildbrook.
0: How old were you when you went? Twelve. And it was just you and Grandma Ruth? Mm-hmm. And just went and visited and...
1: And you went with Grandma Ruth, too.
0: Uh-huh. Just us. Yeah. Just us, too. And we went and stayed with all of our family and friends.
1: Did you go to Whoopertal and see mm-hmm. all the the wild ones over there? All Grandma's partying buddies?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, what were their names?
1: Albert.
0: That's right. Albert and then the two sisters.
1: Were uh, Molly.
0: Molly and Friedel or something?
1: Yifung. Yeah. And then Friedel had a son named... Um,
0: Is he the one that would come and visit when they would yeah, come to... Yeah, he was
1: real tall and thin yeah. with dark hair. Yeah. He tried to kiss me one time, and I told him... I, I told him, uh, I said... Because I was 12, and he was like nineteen or 18 or something, and he tried to lean down and kiss me, and it, I was making out with all the other boys in the
0: In Germany? Yeah. Okay.
1: I was a wild child back. Woo! <laughs> I did some stuff. Anyway, um, Edgar... Yeah, that sounds Edgar. familiar. Anyway, he leaned down to kiss me one time, and I, and I looked at him. I said, "Oh, I said I'm gonna tell." <laughs> I didn't, but I put the fear into him. How funny! <laughs> I
0: guess this brings up one of the the secrets or the things that is Ruby, right? So
1: now was a big secret, and. The only reason I found out about that was um, on accident. I mean, nobody told me about it. Right, I now, didn't have a clue.
0: Now Ruby is your sister. Was That's, your sister That's right. sister? So as as far as I knew, growing up as a kid, I never knew any anything that she may, that she wasn't Grandma and Grandpa's daughter. Me either. And then I think at some point you told me the dates of when she was born and when Grandma and Grandpa met, she was already...
1: Eight years old.
0: Right. So it couldn't have been...
1: And Grandma and Grandpa didn't get married until three months before I was born.
0: I guess there's questions of... What, do you know anything about Ruby's dad or family Um, or anything like that?
1: Only thing I know is that... One time, when I was in my early 20s, I was working for Ruby's first husband, Gene Tennant, Mm -hmm. for his mother, Agnes, helping her, caretaking with her. And um, I was over there one day, and she said something to the effect about Ruby's father being Jewish. And that's the only thing I ever knew when I confronted Grandma when I found... When I read, the, my, I think it was my birth certificate, and I saw that they got married September 16th, 1954, which was Angelo's birthday. Really? Yeah. And I confronted her, and she said it was a mix-up in the, the paperwork in Germany. But even, I mean, I was like about 15, 14, 15 years old when I found that out. I saw it in a paper that, you remember the box of pictures in the hall closet Mm -hmm. up there? Anyway, and I found, I guess it was my birth certificate or something that said that. And when I confronted her, she said, no, they made a mistake on the paperwork. But even at 16 years old, I knew that wasn't true.
0: Cause you could do the math and be like, well, that's that's eight years yeah. difference, right? So
1: you know, uh, you know, you gotta think about it. Back in the nineteen forties, and having a kid out of wedlock, and um, I don't think the father was in the picture because there's pictures, and what I assume is that Grandma lived with Ruby at her mom Augusta's Mm
0: -hmm. house
1: and raised Ruby there until she met Grandpa.
0: That makes sense.
1: Yeah. And then this is only my opinion and this is only how I feel, but this is how I feel. I feel that Grandma met Grandpa and um, she got pregnant. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but Mm -hmm. Then she had her meal ticket to come to the United States, which she probably wanted. Yeah. So.
0: I would believe that too, because I would assume that the way the world was in Germany was probably want to get out of there, right? Right. She has an eight-year-old little girl, Mm -hmm. and there's war all around. Right. And you meet an American soldier... Grandpa was
1: nice looking. Yeah,
0: it makes sense. And
1: Grandpa was a good guy.
0: Yeah. Does anybody know who Ruby's dad was? I think I asked Birgit via email at some point, and she never replied, so I don't know if she knows.
1: Well, no, she doesn't. Okay. Because I didn't go directly and ask her because I, you know, but I did, um, you know, she sent me all those pictures of grandma from back then and mm-hmm. ruby as a baby and a child and stuff and i said uh, i asked her i said do you know anything about uh ruby's birth she said no she didn't know anything
0: interesting so i guess nobody will ever know No. Nope. see and that's why i wish i did this years and years ago with grandma or at least you know asked her questions but i i have a feeling that <laughs> She wouldn't have told me the truth. Yeah,
1: she wouldn't have. I know she wouldn't have. She um, didn't have a dinner. It was, you know, the the, the era she came, comes from and how she was raised and, and the time back then where, you know, everybody had their secrets and everybody's mouth was shut and there, right. there was an elephant in the middle of the room and you walk around it.
0: And that was just ingrained... We don't talk about anything. We tell secrets or lies. It's not a healthy way to go about <laughs> life. Well, no, no but,
1: we, but they didn't know it back then. Right. And, and it took me a long time to discover it in my life. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, it's the way you're raised and it's what you think's right. And then, you know, when I got into um, recovery and, and into therapy and did all kinds of work on myself... You know, I realized, whoa. (laughs) Sure. You know.
0: So when you asked Grandma Ruth about what you found out from, what was Ruby's first husband? I don't think I ever
1: told Grandma that. I
0: thought you said you confronted her.
1: I confronted her when I found, when I looked on the birth certificate and saw that they were married three months before I was born.
0: At 15 years old?
1: Around that, yeah. And I was devastated, And another thing... About
0: them being married just three months before you were born? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Okay.
1: (laughs) But I was. It was a shock. Sure. And then, you know, because, you know, here's this pretense of this family that wasn't even true, really. And then another thing that I found devastating that Grandma just went over like it was nothing was I found a picture in that same box, and it was a picture of grandma and this woman sitting on their front porch like together together and come to find out he'd been married before who grandpa
0: oh, I thought you said grandma
1: no so grandpa he had been... was
0: married before yeah see now that I had no idea
1: and I was just like. I was upset. I mean, I guess it just blew my
0: yeah. Your what perception I thought, of
1: you know, and um, she she all I know is her name was Madeline, but her first name was really because I've tried to find their marriage certificate or something and I haven't had any luck. But um, her first name was Bertha. B-E-R-T-H-A, her middle name I think was Madeline, and she went by Madeline because on the back of the picture it says Madeline and Carl in front of their fig trees or something, and they resided in Riverside, California. And um, I've seen stuff that shows that they were there like in 19... 47 or something. She was much older than Grandpa, and I don't know if she passed away or what happened. She She's in her, she's, my, my cousin I met from Nebraska, her name's Colleen, and we've been in touch, and we've been doing genealogy together, and she sent me a copy of her family tree, and where Grandpa is, it, it shows him being married to that Bertha person first, but it doesn't have any information on her. It, it says private. Really? And so I haven't been able to find nothing out.
0: Well, that is brand new news to me. <laughs> I had no clue. So if that was 1947,
1: mm-hmm.
0: was he, do you know, well, he he retired from the military, right? Right. So my assumption is he was in for 20 years. Yep. Okay. So when when you guys moved here, mm-hmm. was he done with the military? Yeah. So he retired in Germany, and then they moved here?
1: Yeah, I guess that's what happened. Because when when I remember him, like I said, in that house on Franklin Boulevard, he was already working for the county of Sacramento.
0: All right, so I'm trying to do the math here. 1947. Mm-hmm and you were born in 54 mm-hmm. right so that's 7 years mm-hmm. so he would have still he would have been in the military if he was in for 20 years
1: yeah but he didn't necessarily have to be in germany the whole time right
0: exactly if he was done with the military in 1955
1: mm-hmm.
0: 45 so he would he's joined the military in 1935
1: Because on his draft card, there's a picture in there of his draft card, and it says person person who can always get in contact with you, and then he had his wife.
0: Do you think they had kids?
1: Not that I'm aware of. She was pretty old. I don't know where that picture... I want to see that picture. Two, I don't know where it is. There was. Two I
0: feel people. like I would have seen that picture it, they, somewhere. There was
1: little tiny picture like this. There was two of them. Black and white. And on the back it says uh, Carlos and Madeline with their fig treats or something. And when I look at the census records, they were like living in Riverside in like 47.
0: Well, that is something I would like to try to... Figure out. Well, I,
1: please help me.
0: <laughs> Are you doing genealogy.com?
1: What I did is I did a 23andMe, and, me and yeah. um, I got hooked up to them. You're in there, too, but you don't share your information. I'm not
0: in there. I've oh. never done it.
1: Ancestry either?
0: I do Ancestry. Oh. I'm in there.
1: Oh, okay. And I
0: shared that with Angela and I think that's the only I mean this was years ago. Oh. But 23 and me is new. Oh. For me as far as well, I want to do it.
1: 23 and me is not as good as ancestry.com. I'm in 23 and me, but I'm going to do ancestry.com because of their tree. You should see my tree for the Weitzel side. I mean, they they were having like 15, 16 kids back then. And um Oh, I got pictures of the Weitzel house and relatives and everything. And there was a Weitzel mill, a Weitzel mill in North Carolina. And um, they had what they called, I think, like a squimish or like a little fight with the Britons. Britain came came there and wanted to use the land around the mill and, and the Weitzels and the people there, they got into it, but the British won. And um, and uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. Yeah. Well,
0: you were talking about ancestry, and the twenty three and Me. So when you say you want to do ancestry, you want to do their DNA testing. Yeah. Okay.
1: And I, wanna, I didn't know there was. And I want to do my my tree with them. When you, I'll show you the tree that I have of my cousin from Nebraska, because with them. When you hit on the profile, it tells you a story, it gives you a timeline, it gives you a gallery with the pictures.
0: I'm on Ancestry. I didn't, I guess I'll have to look at the DNA. I'll show
1: you hers. That's why I got to get on it. So did you do a DNA test? Not
0: yet. I want to.
1: Are you scared?
0: No, I just haven't. When I met my brothers, I told them... I, I'll do a DNA test because I want to make sure right, because I've been looking for a very long time, so and they're like they're like, we know that you're related to us. And, but we can talk about that some other time. That's a whole different
1: story. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. So but then,
1: how many brothers do you have? Four? Are they all by the same mother?
0: No, two are from one and two are from another kind of like exactly like you two are from one and two are from another (laughs) so I have four brothers and four sisters on either side each from two different parents and two different you know marriages or relationships and I'm the oldest without any relation to anybody else as far as I don't have a true brother or sister Oh. Like true biological. I've got you're four half of, brothers. Well, you're
1: one in a, of a kind. I
0: guess so. There you
1: go. <laughs> that's why you were always the golden boy.
0: I guess so.
1: <laughs> now you're really going to be the golden boy next year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. Five zero. So, grandpa being married prior, that's something I want to let me write that down because that I've never heard of that before.
1: Yeah. And Grandma acted like it wasn't nothing.
0: Well, maybe she didn't care.
1: Or maybe it was just another family secret.
0: Obviously. <laughs> I'm almost 50 years old and I'm just finding out about this. Do you need a break?
1: Yeah, I need to go to the restroom. You know... <laughs> okay. Grandma used to always like call me an alley cat and stuff because of my lifestyle. Mm. And you know, sometimes I we think, well, maybe the apple didn't fall too far from the tree. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> do you need help or anything? No, I'm
1: good. Do you, you have... want something to drink? If
0: there's water, I would love some water.
1: A bottle. Give me some blessed water.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I should drink blessed water.
1: Why? <laughs>
0: Something
1: bad might happen. You start a fire or something? Exactly. Oh, you know what I was sick while I was in the bathroom? Hmm. I'm a one of a kind, too. I don't have any full-blooded siblings. That's right. (laughs) Another thing we have in common. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Strange. A lot of parallels. We can maybe move on a little bit from Germany to...
1: United States? Yeah, now,
0: so going back to your memory of the the yellow car and the chickens and all that, like. Yeah, the ducks, so, yeah. And those, the ducks and chickens were at your house?
1: Yeah, in the backyard and the, and they used to try, that chicken used, I used to have to run from the chickens, they tried to peck the back of my leg.
0: And you said that's on Franklin Boulevard. Mm hmm. I can
1: show you the house.
0: Okay. And it's on, for, uh, on Franklin Boulevard? Yeah. In Sacramento, California? Mm-hmm.
1: There's a school there, Donner Elementary School, and it's just a little ways down from that on the other side of the street. And it's
0: still there? It's still... It was
1: last time I looked. It's an old, white, wooden house.
0: From that point, what okay. do you remember?
1: We moved to 2nd Avenue off Stockton Boulevard, um, Oak Park, but back then... It, well, they fixed it up again now, but it used to be a bad place, but when we lived there, it was a nice place. And um, it was a big yellow, like, sort of Victorian home. It like, you had yeah, go up the stairs up here, and there was a basement underneath. And it was like about six blocks from where the Sacramento Fair was every year. We just lived like about six bucks. You know, where wasn't that... it
0: by Luigi's Pizza in no, that area? No, it was no?
1: further down. It was okay. um, by Broadway and Stockton. You know where that Merlino's orange mm-hmm. free stand is?
0: The original one? Yeah. yeah. The
1: little orange thing? Yeah. Well, across the street from there was where the state fair was. I didn't know that. Yeah, and... um, The state fair
0: or the uh, Sacramento fair?
1: Sacramento State Fair. That's what they called it. Okay, okay. And just like a few blocks down to the left on 2nd Avenue is where we we lived. I love that house.
0: And I think I've seen pictures. Was it green?
1: It was yellow.
0: Yellow? Then I don't know that one.
1: It was yellow. And um yeah, there's pictures of us inside the house and pictures of us in the backyard.
0: How old were you when you moved there?
1: I remember going to kindergarten from there. I remember my first day of kindergarten and grandma made me <laughs> grandma made me wear this lacy like um what's that stiff I don't itchy know itchy material that skirts were made out of anyway. She made me Um, crinoline, I think. She made me wear this under my dress. And I cried and cried and I didn't want to wear it. It itched and she made me wear it and I was all upset. I remember that.
0: Did you get in trouble for being upset or anything? Or just, you just remember you didn't like it?
1: I didn't like it, but she made me wear it. Anyway, so I went to American Legion It's high school now, or it used to be. Mm -hmm. In fact, I went to the same school that I graduated from. Hmm. It was an elementary school, American Legion Elementary School, and I went there. And I was a head taller than every other kid, just like you were, And (laughs) and bigger than every other kid. And, but I had this teacher, her name was Mrs. Rice. I loved that woman so much. I was like her pet. She loved me. She loved me. I remember one time I uh, I did something wrong at the crosswalk and the the patrol monitor, the monitor, he, he came in and reported me when class first started. What did you do? I'm in kindergarten, I don't know, <laughs> I don't remember. I remember I was all upset and crying and stuff and she had me up there at her desk and she was consoling me and hugging me and told me that I didn't do nothing wrong and not to worry and she loved me and.
0: Well, that's a good teacher.
1: Yeah, I loved her. (coughs) And then, like a few months before kindergarten was over, they moved to the house on 26th Avenue and they made me go to Fruit Ridge Elementary School. And I had to leave my beloved Mrs. Rice. Oh, I was so upset. I cried and cried and cried and cried. Cause she was like, well she was one of the many um, mother figures in my life. You know, I love that woman.
0: So that was kindergarten? Yeah. So you were five?
1: Yeah, six. Because my birthday is at the end of the year. Okay. <laughs> I had way a year. That's and right. it made grandma so mad because I was bigger than everybody else and, and I had a way extra year because of my birthday.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so when you were five or six, mm-hmm. you moved into the 26th Avenue house. Is that right? Yeah. Did you say when kindergarten was About over? About
1: six or seven, probably. Okay.
0: Yeah. And that was the house that. I lived in. Right. Okay.
1: Don't you want to hear more about that 2nd Avenue house? I,
0: I want you to tell me whatever was you want. There were so
1: many memories, and they were good ones. Okay, I said that the fair was around the, the block. Well, Grandpa and I used to make signs, and we used to park car, because we had a big drive-in backyard, and we had a big front yard, and, and people used to do that that lived around the fair. And we used to make signs, park your car here. So the people that were going to the fair would come and pay us a dollar or two oh, to really? park their car for the the day in our in our yards. And then we got to take the money and go to the fair because it was right around the corner. And go to Merlinos. And that that was like awesome. Berlino's and then really We cool. used to have a basement and it was all like dirt down there and stuff. And I used to love to go in there and play, um, i pay, play Cowboys and Indians. And my friends would come over and we played Cowboys and Indians. It was fun. And then grandma bought me a little pool, one of those little, like it was about this high mm-hmm. and it was square and it was in the backyard. In fact, there's a picture of me in it and I have a, I have a life saver around my, one of those tubes around my stomach mm-hmm. and the pool's like.
0: A foot high. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Grandma had that thing around my my stomach, and we had Pekingese. We always had Pekingese when I was growing up, and my first memory is of my Pekingese Gabby, and um
0: the dogs, right? Yeah, and didn't they raise them? Didn't they raise Pekingese or well, something like
1: that? They the dogs had puppies and oh, stuff. Okay. Yeah, but I mean they didn't like they weren't like breeders. Oh, okay. Grandpa's sister, Phoebe, she she raised and breeded poodles. But we had several litters and we always had like two or three of them around and stuff. So anyway, my loved Gabby, somehow she got out of the backyard and she ran and 2nd Avenue, sort of the busy street out front. And she ran out there and a big semi 18-wheeler truck hit her and smashed her in the street. And I was like, devastated and I wanted to go out there and grandma wouldn't let me go out there and I was having a big old tizzy fit and and I remember she there was a screen door and it had one of those like hooks those old-fashioned hooks I remember trying to get that off so I could go out there and the truck driver had stopped and everything I was all sorry but I was devastated just devastated.
0: How old were you then four? Five.
1: Yeah, around in there. And then I had my friends. I had this girl named Valerie Boxel. She lived around the corner from us. And um, there was four kids in our family, two boys and two girls. And they lived in sort of a run-down house. But the, I mean, it was clean and everything. And their father was this big six-foot-four biker dude. He drove a motorcycle and everything. And the mother was this little short, round, cute little woman and she was a homemaker. And I loved going over there and spending time over there. And I used to go like spend the night and stuff. Valerie used to come do the same. And um, they had a, a lot, a vacant lot next to their house. And there was this tree and they like had a tree house up in it and stuff, but I could never give up there. <laughs> he used to bum me out. And that
0: was around the same time? same house
1: yeah on second avenue and anyway they used to have these big sit-down dinners and um, and they'd always have bread and butter for for their dinners and they'd always they'd always go pass the bread please <laughs> and like I used to tell grandma about that and she used to like poke fun at them and you know looking back reflecting I think maybe she was jealous I don't know
0: what would she say?
1: She would mock it and say, pass the bread, please.
0: Interesting.
1: And because
0: we never had sit-down dinners. No. When I lived... I. I sat by myself at the kitchen table. She would give me some food. She would go in her room. And then Grandpa was either not there or... Tinkering.
1: Doing something else. But <laughs>
0: I never... Unless it was a holiday, like if it was Christmas or Thanksgiving... If it wasn't a holiday, there was no, everybody sat down and.
1: Never, never. Together. Never, never as far back as I can remember. How
0: did, when you were a kid, how was it? Did you just sit alone and eat?
1: Yeah, I just grab whatever I wanted and eat it and be on my way. I mean, when I was younger, I guess, you know, she was never much of a cook. Yeah. She always liked the little easy Chef Boyardee spaghetti box dinners and stuff. Yeah. And stuff like that, but yeah, no, we never did either, except for holidays. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, getting back to the Voxels, so anyway, yeah. they were the type of people, the father that he would take his he would take his kids and tie them up, like with rope and stuff to see. I mean, it was all in fun. It was not mm-hmm. no abuse. Right. And they try to see if they could. Get out of it. And I don't know. They, you know, they weren't very well off, but I was sort of envious because I thought that it seemed like they were like happy and family. Yeah. You know. You
0: don't have to have money to have happiness as a family, and yeah. that's something I always think of. I remember I could never go outside if I was messy or.
1: Gotta look good for the Joneses. Everything looking all perfect on the outside and everybody dying on the inside. Yeah. 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 Yeah, when I got into recovery and found out about... that, Because I was always a scapegoat. I was always a bad one because all my stuff was, like, out there. I was wild. And, uh... So I was always a bad one, a scapegoat. And, uh... You know, everything was my fault. And when I got into recovery, you know, I thought I was the only one screwed up. Well, I found out the whole family was screwed up.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It all starts somewhere. Mm -hmm. It's not just, it's usually not isolated. Hopefully
1: now, you know, things, some of that stuff's getting broken, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know I'm, I'm trying. Okay. So what, so then uh, do you want to talk more about that house and other things or were there any bad things?
1: Well, there's a couple of incidents with Ruby that I can remember there. You know, she was always mean to me when I was little and I was like eight years younger than she was. And, um, so anyway my girlfriend Valerie, the mom with the family that lived around the corner, she had this long, beautiful blonde hair. I mean, it was like down to her waist and straight and beautiful.
0: She and, was, was she your age? Yeah, was she a she little my
1: age but like way smaller. And um and Ruby would always tease me about my shitty hair and and my girlfriend's nice hair and and just tease me about it, you know. So she,
0: Ruby, your sister, would have been 12 at this, 8 years old right? 12 or 13? So she would tease you about that? Huh? She would tease you?
1: Yeah. About
0: other things, too? Yeah,
1: and another time I can remember is Grandma had this great, big, nice, um, real um, wood, that shiny wood table and uh and we were sitting there eating me and ruby we were eating chicken noodle soup i remember exactly what we were eating chicken noodle soup and grandpa was in there with us and um there was a noodle that got dropped on the table and she and she blamed it on me and like called what did you do you pig or something like that and grandpa went off on her And he went and he took that noodle and he shoved it at her and he said, you did that. He said, now you leave her alone. See, and I never, because I never knew, I couldn't ever understand how come, I mean, I was grandpa's baby. Mm -hmm. I was daddy's girl. Mm -hmm. I mean, he did everything under the sun for me. And um, spoiled me rotten and Grandma, she was closer to Ruby, but it wasn't for that long a time, because Ruby moved out when she turned 18, so okay. after that, I was like an old child.
0: So you would have been 10 when she moved out, if she was 8 years older?
1: Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she was always mean to me. I remember one time over we in the house on 26th Avenue, it was like 112 degrees outside. We used to get left home all the time by ourselves. And um, just one day, she decided to lock me out of the house. Well, and I was mad. I was livid. And so, anyway, you know how, you know where the patio was, and you know there was bathroom window, and then this was her window, going into that room used to be hers, and um, so I went there and I started and I broke, I busted the window, Uh and um, what house was that? At 26th Avenue. Okay,
0: so the house I lived in, okay.
1: Yeah, and I busted the window, but she, she used to always tease me and do mean things to me, and I never could figure it out. And I never understood how come she never said nothing about, do you think maybe she didn't know?
0: Oh, about her dad? That's a good question. I would think as an eight-year-old.
1: That you'd know.
0: You would know because you didn't know this new man. You'd be in third grade. It's not like she was a baby. It would be, there's a new man here.
1: I wonder how she felt about that.
0: And maybe that's that's where it all came from.
1: So Because was, she
0: would have known then you were born.
1: Boy. And then there
0: would be jealousy, I would assume. <laughs> I you know? guess
1: so after being the only twelve for eight years. Yeah. And I was so cute. <laughs> I was. I was a cute baby.
0: <laughs> I I would assume she would know, but if things were never spoken about, who knows? You know, and maybe that was something that made her mad. Maybe that's why she acted that way. You
1: know? Yeah. Well, I never knew. I mean, I didn't know for a long time. And then it was like a, a light bulb went off. Like, whoa, this and, is why. Yeah, so anyway, then they bought that home over on 26th Avenue.
0: And so at that point, you were five years old? six or six. six or seven, probably. Okay.
1: Six, six, yeah.
0: So before we talk about that house, I just want to ask a few, because okay. cause I lived there, so I want, I want to focus on that as well. But up until then, as far as your childhood and your family environment, was there any like abuse, like hitting or yeah. that sort of, like did grandma and grandpa hit you
1: mm-hmm.
0: or both of you or...
1: I don't remember Ruby ever getting it, but I remember getting it. Yeah, I did it with the cooking spoon from Grandma, and I did it with the army belt that had like little ripples in it from Grandpa, and I'd leave these little welts like this in my leg. No, I mean it wasn't like I was being beaten every day or anything.
0: Right, so it was just regular back then spanking for being bad. It wasn't getting beat or anything. Like that.
1: Not that I can remember.
0: Okay.
1: (laughs) And if it was you
0: would tell me, right?
1: Yeah. You're gonna tell me. I'm I'm being a hundred with you. And I'm gonna be I'm putting all the cards out on the table, the good, the bad, and the ugly as you put it. Good. However, you know, some things may hurt your feelings. I know. But
0: that's you know, the way I think the way I'm looking at this is this is like Our own counseling, right? You know,
1: therapy. I think
0: this is our therapy. We never had a chance to be a family throughout our life. These are the things that we would have talked about, maybe.
1: Well, I don't think so. Not
0: for a while.
1: (laughs) Not till now. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, the way I look at it is, this is. The way that we get to know each other because uh-huh, right. we never got to right i mean we i don't want to say never because you were around but it wasn't it wasn't like
1: it wasn't a conventional family
0: right and it wasn't even like with me and my children it's i'm not with them every day right but i'm with them you know every other week every other weekend consistently so we have a bond yeah so i just wanted to see if there was any sort of like mental abuse or physical abuse or
1: well i think there was definitely some um emotional abuse but i don't think it was done intentionally
0: well what do you mean
1: um well a big thing with grandma was my weight it was, like, appalling to her. I, like, I can remember times when, um, well, well, like, the first time with the baby not being able to match me up. And right. then I can remember one time um, we were, um, there used to be, like, a shopping street down there in the middle of Oak Park. And they had all the nice clothing stores and stuff. And we used to go there. Oh, because they had a Chebet department for that. <laughs>
0: Is chub- that what it was called? Yeah. <laughs> For the fat Chubby kids? Girls. <laughs> anyway,
1: Anyway, um, and I can remember this lady, this sales lady helping us, and, and she goes, Well, come over here. And, I, and she was saying it out loud. She goes, I'll show you the Chevette clothes. <laughs> and grandma got all upset. Oh, yeah. You know, like she was embarrassing it or something. And then another time I can remember. The K Street mall used to be like, it wasn't a mall, it was K Street and mm-hmm. that's where all this, the stores were. And we used to take a bus down there and I remember one time we were walking down the street and there was this other lady coming the other way with uh, her daughter and her daughter was chubby too. And, and grandma goes, and we're walking and we're getting ready to walk, you know, past each other and mm-hmm. she goes, suck in your stomach.
0: <laughs> to you, yeah.
1: it was always an issue. I was dieting in sixth grade. All the other kids were bringing peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and stuff, and I used to get steak cut up into little pieces. <laughs> and then before we went to Germany when I was twelve, she took me to a weight doctor, and I and I lost some some weight um, before I went because she didn't want to be embarrassed.
0: I wonder what that was. Why? Why that was such a big deal for her? Was Ruby ever
1: not chubby? Not. No, not until later on in life. But I know I got that from Grandpa's side of the family. He has some big people over there. Well, he was big himself. He was big.
0: So I'm sure that that affected you pretty deeply. I mean, uh, as a yeah, young kid, life, being told.
1: Still, I've just really recently <laughs> started being okay, you yeah. know, with my wife.
0: Yeah, she used to do the same. I mean, I was never.
1: You were never. I was
0: never big, but it was always don't, don't ever be fat. And she would always point. She would point out people. You don't want to look like that, do you? Things like that.
1: <gasps> Even one time, I can remember Grandpa, he he, he wasn't like she was with the fat. I remember one time we were driving down the street in the car and there was this great big old fat woman walking down the street and he, I couldn't, he, he goes, hey, hi, Ilona.
0: Who said that? Grandpa. Wow. <laughs> Why? That is so strange that they would that focus on that so much.
1: Oh yeah, they did. I remember one time when I was in my early 20s that he told me that if I lost a bunch of weight that he would buy me a whole new wardrobe. Yeah, it was a big thing. Um, The first gym in Sacramento was called Slim and Gym. Gym and Trim, Slim and Gym, something. It was right there on Stockton Boulevard. And um, grandma bought me a (laughs) year's Really? you thing too, to it when I was a teenager. It had like the hot rocks and the steam room and all the, the... The
0: jiggler things? Yeah. So Stockton Boulevard and what was across? Do
1: you remember there used to be a house? Okay. Um, well, there used to be this house. It was... Okay, you know where Luigi's Pizza is? Mm-hmm. But if you come down further down Stockton Boulevard towards going to grandma's house, on the corner of the street there used to be this great big house. It it was like had a fence around yeah, it remember. and a hill and the great big mm-hmm. house. It was right across the street from there in that little Okay strip mall okay. thing.
0: How old were you when you she no, gave you
1: twelve, thirteen, fourteen? And all my friends were all jealous and I could have given her. Did you go? Not very often.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of The Ilona Effect. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support us, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with others. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram, both at The Ilona Effect. Our email address is theilonaeffect at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.